Hello, and welcome back to Stern Chats, a podcast that explores the untold stories of the NYU Stern community. I'm Jack Parker, and I'm joined today by my host, Max Seufer. Today, we're going to talk with our guests about the exciting adventure that is the admissions process. There's no one path to Stern, and that's embodied by the group we have here today. We have with me Maya Coxum, who worked in strategy and ops at an industrials company. We have Danit Fleischman, who was a consultant prior to Stern. We have Jack, who worked at a brewery, uh, and I was a gymnastics coach prior to Stern. With so many different ways to end up in the same room, we're really excited to share our stories. Awesome. Maya, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So I think a good way to start is between the four of us, I think there's not to generalize our paths, but I think that Max and I fall more into a less traditional path to Stern, whereas Maya, you and Denise, you all have more of what some might call the traditional path to Stern. So Maya, for you, how did you think about one, applying to business school in general, and then what was it about Stern that was appealing to you? Yeah, so when it came to applying to business school, I think I was mainly focused on one, like what's the outcome? I wanted to go into brand management. So I wanted to be at a school where even if that wasn't like the most popular path, um, I could still find people that were going to companies I was interested in. And then I think also a big thing was location, having like gone to schools that were super rural and then a school that was sort of in a small city. I knew I wanted to be somewhere a little bit bigger. Um, and so places like New York, L.A., et cetera, were really high on my list. Um, but then when it came to thinking about like applying to Stern um, and that whole process, I think the biggest thing for me um, was I wanted to get a real sense of what the student body was like and what the people were like. Um, I don't know. I always tell people like you spend so much time around like your classmates day to day between recruiting and classes and everything like that. So I wanted to make sure I was around people that I really got along with. And in the times where I was a little bit more stressed, um, I would still want to be around. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such an important part of what makes Stern such a great place to be. And also it is such an important part when you're thinking about where you want to go. I completely agree with that. Like I, I think I talk about this all the time. I talked about this when I was an orientation leader. I talked about it on the last podcast I was on, but I think one of the huge, like the biggest driver of value for business school is the people, right? It's it's the network that you develop. And so the people that you are around matters so much. And that for me was was very similar. Coming from a career as a gymnastics coach, I literally knew zero people who had done an MBA prior to me even looking into it. And so when I was trying to figure out what what was an MBA, I I like cold emailed like every school in the entire country and talked to people who were in the programs. And one of the reasons that NYU ended up on my list and Stern ended up on my list is because the people I talked to were so awesome and like I felt like they were invested in me before I was even really a prospective student. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I guess the beginning of my journey, um, yeah. in a lot of ways. And one of my, I guess, biggest decision factors was the people. Yeah. And Denise, you come from a job that many in our class would love to go <laughs> do when they leave. So for you, what was it like to, um, you know, look at the admissions process and 
coming to business school, what were those decisions like in applying to business school in Stern? So I would say I probably had a better background um, and kind of idea of what business school would give me than you know, maybe Max did. Um, <laughs> I'd say that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to use it at that time um, for a pivot in my career. I was in consulting and I wanted to go into finance, sustainable um, impact investing. I really looked for schools that had an interest in what I was interested in. So there's the CSB here um, that does a lot of work in you know, different businesses and sustainability and you know different ways that we can kind of use business for good. I was also an undergraduate at NYU, and I actually chose to come back for a very different reason. So when I was an undergrad, I was looking for a big school. I loved that my chem class had 800 people in it. It was amazing. And then when I came back for business school and I started looking around, I really wanted the opposite. Like Maya said, it's all about the people. And I wanted to be in a place where I could get to know the people. So if there were a thousand people in my class, the chance that I knew everybody, at least by sight, would be really small. But the fact that NYU has, you know, a 300 person class, I at least I recognize everyone. I feel comfortable walking up to people in conversation. And it just really feels like a community that's here for me, which I love. Um, and I think, you know, Kind of the tipping point was when I was doing interviews, I felt like the administration and the administrators who interviewed me were on my side. Like they were rooting for me to come here. They wanted me as part of the community. And, you know, it's really nice to be in a place where I want to be there as much as they want me to be there. Couldn't agree more. And, you know, we're, we're going to have people listening to this who are in the process of thinking about applying to business school, to Stern, probably, you know, woke up early this morning to study for the GMAT or something. And I don't think that's necessarily anything that any of us would want to go back and do. Most certainly not. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for the people that are listening, what would you all say to them, you know, looking at the admissions process and it can be a super stressful thing to do. And when you were applying to Stern, what were the things that really stood out to you as being the most helpful tools that you used in that admissions process to get yourself to a place where your application was where you wanted it and you were excited and you ultimately got in? Yeah. I mean, I guess I can I can start off here. Um, I mean, taking those tests is absolutely miserable. Um, I know a few people who knew what the GMAT was prior to graduating college and took it before they graduated while they were still in that mindset of those high um, achievers. They're, yeah, they're I know. Dangerous. They were, ugh, I know. I'm so <laughs> jealous of them. Um, in college, I was very focused on only gymnastics and nothing else really mattered, um, unfortunately. But, um, or fortunately, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was a great career. I loved it, actually. I'd miss it a lot. But, um, no, I mean, taking the test is tough. Like, I'll be com completely ca candid. It, like, I took the GMAT three times and never got a score I wanted. I applied the year before I got in with a GMAT score that I didn't love just because I wanted to get an application in just to right. see what the process was like. Got in nowhere. Um, <laughs> then I was like, maybe the GMAT's not for me. And I switched to the GRE and took the GRE another two times and finally got a score that I liked and then applied first round. Um, that was like my story. Um, it was a lot. It took a long time to get to where I wanted to be with the tests. It was a brutal process. I feel like the tests, um, they like show, if, if you do really well on the test, it shows that you're smart. And if you do really bad on the test, it just doesn't mean that you're dumb. It's kind right, of exactly. like where I'm at. Um, yeah. And it's, it. you know, having to study for these tests, it's different than in high school when you're taking the SAT and it's sort of part of your quote unquote job in high school is to take this test. It's almost curricular yeah, for you like, as you know, high school you, like, student. You have like an SAT 
after school class or, you know, you're meeting with a college admissions counselor, like applying to business schools, there's a lot more balance that you have to do, right? Like between you work all day, you work nine to five or in most cases eight to 10 or whatever, the crazy hours that you work and it doesn't matter what job you have. And then you got to go home and you got to crack open that GMAT or GRE book. I was a GRE guy myself. So I'm there with you on that. And so Denise, like, how did you get yourself to crack open that book? Oh man, it was really rough. Um, I will say I had been thinking about business school for a little bit. So I kind of, you know, took various exams over like a couple year period. Um, there's definitely a debate about going back to business school during COVID versus not. And then a couple of work opportunities came up that I didn't feel like I should pass up, you know, kind of in favor of business school at that moment. Um, I ended up taking the executive assessment. It's a little different, um, but kind of to Max's point about, like, if you do well, it shows you're smart. And if you don't do well, like, you're not dumb. Um, I felt like that was kind of the best exam to show that, like, I am a smart person. And, like, I I just need to score above a certain threshold, essentially. Um, And I think, you know, everybody is really able to. Um, And then it kind of eliminates that, well, have you scored high enough? Like, no, I've I've scored enough to show you that I'm a really smart person. And now I can take more time to focus on, um, you know, my six pick and like, who am I as an actual, you know, human being outside of the number that, you know, some computer has generated for me based (laughs) off of the multiple choice questions. For those people that maybe aren't familiar with that um, executive test, could you the executive exam, do you think, I know there's some requirements around it and different things, right? Like you have to be out of school for five years or? Um, yeah. So there aren't any hard requirements. I would definitely say it is geared for people who have been out of school a little longer, um, but it's a lot more around like decision making. So, you know, you're a manager or a president or a CEO, and this is the scenario that comes up and what are you going to do? Which I think actually tests the skills that we're looking to build in business school a lot better than, you know, do I remember how to do this trick problem? So um, I would definitely recommend look, recommend looking into it. I think it's offered by the people who make the GMAT. Um, so it's like kind of a variation, but again, a little more dynamic, I think, than the GMAT itself. Right. And Maya, so how did you crack open those books? What was your motivation for, you know, putting getting your application over the finish line? Yeah, I think when it came to like cracking open the books, I signed up for a... Um, like a review class because I knew from undergrad or trying to get into undergrad, I guess, that like I was not super disciplined when it came to like doing self-studying for exams. Um, and I don't consider myself like a great test taker. So I took a class, um, took the test the first time, did not get the score I wanted, took it a second time, still didn't get the score I wanted, but I just was like, I'm done. Um, we're going to take it or leave it, I guess. Um But when it came to, like, getting my app over the line, I think a big thing was, um, I think just thinking about, like, do I think I can get to where I want to be if I don't go to business school? And for me, at that point in my career, the answer was no. I think I really need it in order to pivot. Um, And so I think, like, between that and then going to work every day and, like, loving the people I worked with but not loving the work. Um, it sort of was the motivation I needed to be like, okay, I need to get these apps in. Um, if I get in or if I don't, we'll like cross that bridge when we get there. But, um, my big thing was like, I don't want to count myself out before a school does. So I need to like get the app in for that to happen. 
Totally. And so, you know, Denise, what you were talking about, and Maya, what you were talking about of, you know, getting the application over the finish line, but also really focusing on those different parts that aren't just your GMAT or your GRE score is, I found the stern, even just applying to schools, I found the stern questions to just be something that really stood out in the swaths of questions that you have to answer for all these different places. And I don't know if you all remember exactly, but one of the questions was, you know, what does change mean to you? And then we can talk briefly about the pick six, but I just thought that question was so interesting. And do any of you remember what you had reflected on or how you thought about, even if it's not specifically the content, how did you think about writing those essays? Because I know for me, I approached it totally different than I did the applications for other schools. Yeah, well, I think one of the really cool things about the admissions office is they know what they're looking for and they know how to ask the right questions to get what they're looking for, which is smart, authentic, emotionally intelligent people. Um, and so they have the change essay, which allows you the opportunity to like talk about something that's relatively cliche, but make it personal. And then they have the pick six, which really allows you to show your personality. I loved that piece of the application. Like I still look at my pick six every now and then or somebody asks about it and it's like, do you guys yeah. like, do you remember thinking about how you went about constructing that? Yeah, actually. Um, I remember pulling together pictures and then I asked my little brother who I'm really close with. And I said, like, you know, kind of without any of those, I think it was like a one or two line description that you were allowed or takeaway, you know, do you feel like these pictures tell a story of me? Um, and I felt like getting that feedback from someone who knew me really, really well and you know, was close to me, um, rather than even necessarily like a business you know, consultant or, or an application consultant, um, made me feel like I was submitting something that was very genuine to me and like personal and so that the school would know exactly you know, who they were getting as an applicant, as a student. Um, and that was really helpful in figuring out, you know, what pictures I wanted to use and then even, you know, the caption that I wanted to add to them. Yeah, I would definitely second that. I think for me, I approach the pick six as like they've got my test scores. They've got my why I want to go to Stern, et cetera. Um, so I should show like more of my personality. Um, I don't know. I, f I feel like it's like how sometimes people joke that like they're a personality hire at a job like for me I'm like I'm like not that my scores were like bad but I'm like I'm a personality ad sometimes so um let me like thanks thanks <laughs> um so I was like oh let me show like that side of myself that you're not gonna get from reading my application yeah and I think I think that's exactly how I looked at it where I sort of saw the pick six and I, I didn't apply to many schools but I didn't see anything remotely like that that allowed that level of creativity and expression of who I was. And truthfully, in my head, I was sort of like, I don't think that I could blow the whole thing if I don't do this right. So I'm going to try to be as authentically myself and just sort of be funny. Like I put a picture of my first car and I was like, I failed my driver's test twice, but once I got a car, like it was the greatest moment of my life. I felt free for the, like I could drive. And then I realized I'd never been on a highway. You know, I felt those, those pictures really allow you to express a side of yourself that you maybe can't necessarily do in uh, like an essay in that format. But yeah, so, you know, 
you put in your application, whether it's a month ago or it's in two years or whenever you're listening to this episode and you put in all of the work into your essays and your pick six and you get notified by Stern that you've been asked to come do an interview. And so what was what was all of your thinking in terms of when you were getting ready and trying to put your best foot forward in that interview because it's, you know, 15, maybe 30 minutes with, again, someone you've never met. It's kind of like a job interview, but they know a lot about you also in a weird way. Um, I was definitely really nervous beforehand. Um, and what I do to kind of like calm my nerves is I like um, kind of creating a scenario where I have control. So I was living with roommates at the time and created a schedule about like when they would come into the room, you know, that I was interviewing in and how long before they would stop doing that or even like, you know, walking above it. Um, I chose my clothing like very specifically, even though I really don't think it matters. Um, and I like sat in different areas of the room to like find the best lighting. Um, but then once it started, I just felt so much more comfortable. The people I was speaking to, I had two interviewers at the time. Um, they were just great. They were really open. They were just like, you know, we want to get to know you. We have your application, but we don't even necessarily want to talk about that. Like we want to see, you know, kind of who you are off, um, you know, kind of off that script. And I think, you know, the culmination of feeling so comfortable in my interview was I had been working at in pharma at the time and, um, you know, I, I did enjoy it. And when my interviewers asked, you know, maybe you want to stay in pharma, but um, you know, do a different role. And I felt really comfortable just saying, no, you know, that's a really good idea, but I don't think that's what I'm looking for. Um, and just feeling like I could, you know, disagree and not feel like it was going to, like, kill my chances or, you know, that you would think badly of me really stood out to me afterwards. How about you, Maya? Um, I think for me... At, at the time that I had, like, my Stern interview, I'd already done a couple before, but Stern was the first one that wasn't uh, that wasn't blind and was with an actual, like, ad com and not, like, a second-year student. Um, so that actually made me feel a lot better because I felt like sometimes when I was, like, explaining to second-year students why I, like, wanted to go, they'd be like, okay, cool, but, like... That was it. Um, I wasn't getting a ton. Um, but I remember my interviewer, Caroline Murphy. So shout out to her for letting me in. But like she was um, she was super, super nice. Um, and she had been a part time student, which I think is like one of the cool things about the Stern interviewers. It's like some of them go here as students. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So she knew a lot about like the student experience. Um, and I felt like it was. Uh, one of the few interviews I had that were that was like actually conversational because she had read my app like three times and then also just like they're great people. So um was definitely nervous, but I think the structure of the interview and like the admissions office themselves like made it a lot uh, less nerve wracking. What do you all think for people listening who are thinking about applying or in the midst of the admissions process? What would be you know, what would be one piece of advice that you would want them to have, whether from just a personal, you know, psychological perspective or a strategy, something like that? I've kind of two two things. Sorry that it's Go not just it. one. No. Um, so one is like, I, I really think um, being really disciplined pays off. Um, it's like that kind of that grit is really important. It's okay. You're going to fail over and over. Um, that's normal. That's life. If you want it bad enough, you'll you'll get there. Um, and then the other one is be authentic, be be you. Uh, and I think it's that simple for Stern at least. Um, 
And if it's the fit, then it's the fit. And you'll find your spot. You'll find your place. And I think there's, like, I think Stern is amazing. It's the right place for all of us, but maybe it's not the right place for everyone. Um, so keep trying. Find the place that's right for you. Um, I think that's that's my advice. That's great. Yeah, I think for me, I I just say, like, kind of what I said earlier, like, don't count yourself out before the schools do. I just... I remember, and my boyfriend often reminds me that, like, throughout the entire process, I was like, I don't think I'm going to get in. Like, I don't think I'm going to get an interview. Um, I don't think I'm going to get the money to go, whatever. Um, and, like, looking back on it, hindsight's twenty twenty. But, um, like, I couldn't have gotten in or gotten a scholarship or whatever if I hadn't applied, like Max said, had the grit to, um, you know, finish the app you know, prepared, whatever. So I think it's really easy to have imposter syndrome and feel like if you're coming from a non-traditional background, or even if you are coming from a more traditional one, that you um, won't get in. But I think, like, as much as you can quiet the voices that are sort of, um, you know, telling you you can't do it, uh, try your best to do that. Because, yeah, if you say no, then obviously they can't even give you a decision. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so just abundantly obvious. But I think, like, it is obvious advice, but it does not always take in. And I think that goes with like more than just business school too. And especially when you're in the midst of it, it, you know, looking back or having someone tell you is so much easier than yourself internalizing that advice in the moment. So hopefully someone has heard your words, Maya, and they're internalizing it from you. What I would say is, you know, make sure you cut yourself some slack. You know, if you've been going and going and going and you're writing applications, give yourself a Saturday to just hang out with your friends and not think about studying for a test or preparing for an interview or writing an essay. Take that time because you might realize something that could be a better reflection of what you actually want to come across in the essay. And also just, it's, it's not that serious you know it's it's really not that serious like it's you do your best and if you can look yourself in the mirror and say that I honestly did my best that doesn't mean doing 500 hours a week of studying and preparing don't take yourself too seriously yeah Yeah. I think that's really important right yeah exactly yeah you get to a school and you're like oh wow everyone is smart and knows what they're like you know it's not I'm not just spectacular like you know you're writing these essays and you're like this is why i'm the best person to you know just yeah take yourself a little less seriously and everyone's smart for different reasons everyone's quirky and weird for different reasons and yeah that's beautiful yeah well maya denit max my faithful co-host thank you all for joining and uh let's get back to class